Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hello, welcome to episode 27 of the podcast. This week, I've got a really special interview for you. It's with a personal stylist, Fleur McCrone. Fleur has built an amazing business over five years. It's not been easy and she has worked really hard to build that business. But there's an awful lot in this interview that I think you will really enjoy and it will really help you with building your own business. So please enjoy. I'm delighted to introduce another guest on the podcast this week. Fleur McCrone is a personal stylist extraordinaire. She styled Carrie Johnson for the G7 Summit in Cornwall, Yasmin Lebon. She styled models for London Fashion Week, and she styles many, many ordinary people. She's also a tutor at the London College of Style and has presented on QVC. And she's a wife and mum too. She's an extraordinary lady. So welcome, Fleur. Thanks. <laughs> So can we start with what it is that you do and also how you actually got started doing that? So, yeah, my official title is personal stylist. And I suppose the clue is in the name in that I work personally with people on their style. Um, Typically, my work is one-to-one with people looking in their wardrobes, helping them to understand what works for them and why, using the style tools of colour and body shape and style personality to give them information about themselves so that they can shop with more success in the future. And as well as that, I then also take clients shopping. Um, They like to come with me. I take them around the shops, um, get them bits and pieces to add to their capsule wardrobe, which is fundamentally the most important part of anybody's wardrobe, having that basis and that foundation so you can actually put lots of looks together. And also really, actually, it's a bit more than just the clothes. It's um, giving that person a bit of a confidence boost, um, allowing them to have some self-care and to think about themselves for once um, and to tell them, you know, that they can wear something that they thought they couldn't. So it's a very, very rewarding job because actually it does change people's lives. And I really, I'm really, really very grateful that I get the opportunity to do that through, through the medium of clothes, which is something I'm very passionate about. How did you get into it in the first place? Have you, did you have a background in fashion at all? Uh, Not particularly. I have always loved it and engrossed myself in everything to do with fashion the whole of my life. When I was younger, I didn't think I could get into the industry. I just didn't have the confidence. And also 20 years ago, personal styling wasn't really a thing. It was more sort of styling for celebrities and red carpet styling. So personal styling has seen a massive growth I think in probably the last sort of six or seven years Um, so I got into it because I was at that point in my life I was approaching 40 I I didn't really know what I was going to do with my career because I'd sort of given up what I was doing beforehand um, 
because I had three children and I needed some time out to look after them. And I didn't want to go back to what I was doing before, which was sort of project management. I actually did a degree in politics, which is so far removed from personal styling. It's untrue. Um, but I just sort of thought, you know, what is it that I'm really passionate about? What is it that I can see myself doing? And also, I sort of came to the conclusion that I really needed to run my own business to have the flexibility around the home life. So I wanted to be there for my kids, but I also wanted to have something for me. So I, I just thought long and hard about it. And I'd actually been a stylist for a company called Stella and Dot previously. So it's a jewelry company. So it's quite different styling because it was sort of styling with jewelry and accessories. Um, and what I do is obviously with clothes, but it was definitely a starting point for me. And it was, um, a time where I just grew my confidence in connecting with women and, um, you know, sort of thinking that I could build a business and um, have people work with me. So how did you find going from working for somebody else to running your own business? Because I think there's a lot of women in particular who do set up their own business after having children um, and set it up around other family and, and caring responsibilities and do find it very hard to hold down a nine to, traditional nine to five job. And how did you find having worked for somebody else to running your own business? What were some of the challenges and difficulties with that? And was it as you expected, I guess? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think really I'd sort of hadn't I hadn't really worked for somebody as such for quite a long time because even when I was working as a stylist for Stella and Dot, you were sort of your own boss doing that. I, I, I think really I kind of, I, I, I took to it quite well because I, I, ultimately I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to, you know, say yes to things or no to things under my terms and to fit into my diary so that it would fit around my life basically so for me I think it was quite an easy transition because it's what I felt I needed to do in order for me to kind of progress I mean I obviously when I started the business I had no idea what was going to happen yeah I suppose that was the most vulnerable thing um you know putting yourself out there investing in retraining not actually knowing if you're going to be successful and kind of starting to promote yourself on the basis that you are going to be successful. And, you know, the thought of kind of, can I do this or failure is really quite scary. But, you know, I suppose the one thing that I've learned over the last five years is that you have to put yourself out of your comfort zone on a regular basis when you run your own business, because that is simply where the magic happens. And, even if you think you can't quite do something, just do it anyway, <laughs> because you actually can. Um, you, I think people underestimate themselves quite a lot. Um, but it's a, it, it, it's, it, it's a hard thing running your own business. There's many, many challenges and many, many kind of moments where you doubt yourself or question, you know, decisions that you've made and stuff. But I suppose just learning as you go and, you know, going with your gut and being as authentic as possible with the decisions that you make is probably where I've, you know, the path that I've followed with the business, I think. 
Yeah, no, I think I think that's good advice. And and in the early days, how did you promote yourself? How did you find the clients that you that you had in the early days? So in the early days, I did a lot of face to face kind of networking. Not 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 or some of it was formal networking groups where we met actually, you and I. Um, But it was some of it was informal. But then it was, I just knew that. I needed to get myself in front of as many different groups of people as I possibly could. And I also knew that being face to face with somebody and having the opportunity to talk to them and let them see me and ask me questions and just get a feel for me as a person was actually going to be the way that I was going to get clients most successfully because it is such a personal service that you know you've got to feel like you you trust somebody almost before you even let them in through the door because you know as soon as I come in somebody's home I'm upstairs rummaging through their wardrobe and that that's a really big thing because if you think about it not even your children or your partner goes through your wardrobe actually on a, you know and it's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in people's wardrobe that's quite emotional so you know a lot of people are working with a stylist because they've got themselves into a certain situation with their how they feel about themselves or there's a a new chapter in their life or there's normally a kind of you know something that's pushed them into it and it's normally something that you know is quite emotional for them so it's about you know trusting somebody to share all of that with as well and so I just felt the best way I could get clients is to just push myself out there and get to meet as many different people as possible and I reckon for the first 18 months of my business I was doing that a lot and then suddenly you start to see all of that sort of turn around and you start to get inquiries out of the blue from people that you've never heard of from before because somebody's told them about you or they've found you somewhere or another or they've seen you at a a talk that they were at the back of you know so it takes a bit of time, but initially that's how I got my clients. That's interesting. And certainly it's, I certainly felt that as well. I think a lot of people try and hide away when they first set up a business because they're concerned about failing yeah. and therefore they don't want to put themselves out there. But you have to do that. And it's interesting that, and like you say, we first met at one of those meetings and it was a couple of years later that you became a client of mine. And certainly yeah. I found that, I've had a number of clients who have been a couple of years in gestation, if you like. Exactly. Um, and you just never know, you know, you plant that seed. And then when somebody needs you at some point in the future, then, um, then they will come to you. And, and, you know, personal relationships are certainly key. But obviously with the pandemic, things changed. And I think you were changing before that. And certainly your marketing, um, yeah. I'm assuming, has changed. What do you do now and how do you find clients? So... For me, I don't, I think I suppose what really changed for me was that I started to get a really good client database. So the more people I was working with, the more repeat clients I had, the more kind of they would talk to their friends and the kind of, you know, it kind of just, you know, the network escalates quite quickly. Mm. As soon as you get out of your own, I mean, you sort of have to start within your own network, but as soon as you start getting out of your own network, 
you can you find that it does escalate and people start finding out about you from all over but I think for me one of the biggest changes in during COVID was that obviously I wasn't doing as much styling most of my stuff is face to face and I focused a lot more on sort of social media and in particular Instagram and since COVID and since we came out of the lockdown last year I've had so much business through Instagram it almost changed it changed so quickly it was just weird I don't know I I think COVID had a part to play in it because I think people were on social media a lot more Mm. I think they were much more comfortable about finding people and finding businesses and approaching people via social media because everyone just was just much more comfortable with that way of kind of getting to know somebody I suppose um uh, but also I think my growth on social media happened quite a lot during that year and it's just kind of it just the work just trickles in now it's weird I I mean I've always seen I've always seen my marketing as like a funnel where you you can't just put all your eggs in one basket so to speak and just focus on one thing I think you have to be thinking about all the different ways you can market yourself so social media is one and I think so many people get fixated on growth in social media and that being the only channel by which they can get clients and I just don't think that's a good way of thinking about it I think it's I think it's a channel for sure but it's not the be all and end all Um, but there's also you know having a good website which we'll come on to there's also word of mouth there's also formal and informal networking Um, there's also actual kind of you know marketing as in writing pieces for yourself on your blog post for your own blog posts or for other people like this interview essentially is a bit of my own marketing because I'm going to touch your network absolutely with, with what I'm saying and the same for you so it's kind of you know there's lots of different ways in which you can kind of meet you know um touch people in fact interestingly I did a podcast two years ago for somebody and <laughs> about a month ago somebody contacted me who'd heard me on that podcast and booked in um talking of which you know the gestation period that was two years for them but that's where they heard me from and they've now got a wardrobe edit and a shop booked in so it's funny how you know if you just keep on going and just every day or every week just doing a little bit of marketing here and there it it, it does start to fall into place but you just have to do a bit of every you have to touch everything if that makes sense yeah absolutely and like you say it's that consistency of doing it every day or every week doing something that is going to just grow your network slightly or reach the people who are already in your network and deepen that relationship with them yeah exactly we talk a bit more about Instagram because I mean I love your Instagram account and I know I'm not alone in that and (laughs) I love the and funny enough, I was just looking at it um, before we started talking and I, I hadn't quite appreciated just how colourful and how fun an account it is. Um, but can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you have done on your account that have worked well and that other people can learn from as well? Yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot to be said for being 100% authentic in sort of everything that you do marketing wise 
for your business. And I think it's even more important on something like Instagram because you just can't really fake it on there. I think it, I think people see through it. And also there's so much now about how a platform like Instagram is just a highlights reel and how everything looks perfect. And I actually think what people are looking for is someone they can relate to and someone who's real and someone who shares a bit about, you know, the journey that they're on as well. So I, I don't do it a huge amount. You know, my main focus is like style and what I'm up to and what I'm doing, obviously, because that's my job. But from time to time, I'll put on something a bit personal or I'll put on, I'll share something about my own journey of sort of style transformation. And I have to say, the before and after photos I put up, they are literally the most liked photos on my grid. Every single time I put a new one up, it beats the last number of likes. It is, I think people just find it fascinating that, you know, but also it's like she wasn't always like that because... I do like my photos to look a certain way on the grid. You know, I do invest in professional photography. I pepper that in throughout the grid. Um, I am quite particular about, you know, how it looks. And like everyone is, you know, it's your, it's your shop window in, in a certain way. Um, on stories, I'm much less, you know, I think that's much, I think you're allowed to be a lot more raw on there. And I think that's what that's there for. Um, but I think just sharing a bit about you and a bit about what you do and what's important to you and the challenges you face. Not always, not, I mean, the balance, the balance has to be, you have to go with your gut on the balance, I think, because people, you know, you can overshare, but I think being me has got me where I am. And I, you know, I teach personal style to new and up and coming stylists at the London College of Style and the you know, the biggest bit of advice I give them is just don't try and be anybody else, just be yourself. Because in the world of personal stylists, how are you going to stand out? Well, you've got the best superpower there is, which is you. You just have to be you. So I I really believe that. I think that's that's really helpful and, and very, very true. And I think that's one of the issues when certainly a lot of my clients and a lot of people who listen to this podcast have previously worked in corporate or in the public sector where you are very much a cog in a wheel you're not important what you do is important but you yourself are not important but when you come to run a business chances are people are actually buying you and therefore they've got to buy into you they've got to buy into the authentic you there's no point putting on a face that you're not going to deliver And I think that goes throughout all of your marketing. And like you say, parts of your marketing might be a little bit more polished, for example, your Instagram grid compared to your stories, but it's still got to, that that theme has still got to come through. Yeah, and I think a theme is quite important. You know, people, you know, I take quite a lot of time to think about the words I'm saying under my captions. I try and make it informative or helpful or, you know, sharing a bit about me, just kind of, putting some thought into it and it does take time but and you know and I have been massively frustrated with Instagram in the past about the algorithms and why am I not growing my followers and I was so desperate to get to 10,000 and I finally did it about I don't know two months ago um so I'm really pleased with that it's almost like I don't know 
the magic number, but it took me, it's taken me like seven years to do it. So you have to play the long game when it comes to I've got some that. years to go yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I enjoy it, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy the community on there. It's a very, it's the right, it's the right platform for me because it's visual and I am visual, you know, my stuff is visual, so yeah it is and it's not just one of the things I like about your feed is that it's not just about style which I do enjoy seeing but it's also like I say peppered with you know for example you working out with your dog um with you know just life in in general yeah because that's part of the inspiration I think you know that you can manage that all of that on top of sort of running your own business um I think people and also I think that you know if I'm promoting myself as somebody who you know delivers a service which I believe is should be part of people's self-care then I have to, I feel that I've got to be kind of speaking doing the speak if that makes you know mm-hmm. doing what I'm preaching and that and I think self-care there's many different forms of self-care but I think you know doing exercise or going out with walking the dog or spending time you know with your friends or whatever it is that you're doing it's it's all part of the kind of inspiration to other people um and I think you know just keeping it on style would be sort of one-dimensional because and I'm not that I'm not one-dimensional I'm there's many facets to me and I think that's part of people getting to know who I am and that's part of why people feel like they can contact me and ask me to work with them yes definitely you come across certainly as very warm on your on your feed and talking of style I as a building websites I'm a huge believer in having fantastic photography and branding photography photographs of of you um, and you doing what you do and obviously your photos on your website are are amazing but one of the things that a lot of my clients get stuck on well, they get stuck on the whole idea of having photographs taken of themselves anyway. Yeah, that's a but hard it's also one, isn't it? um, what to wear for branding photos. And have you got any tips that, for, for people, mainly women, as to what they can wear for their branding photos? Yeah, I think it, I mean, it depends really on what it is you do for a business, I suppose, and what, what, what you're, you know, if you have a uniform or not. But it's assuming you don't and you're just, trying to look stylish and and smart um I think the best thing you can do is sort of think about color um because I have found that color really grabs people's attention so if you wear something colorful it will it's the sort of thing that will stop somebody scrolling um rather than wearing something bland without any personality um I also think that really considering about how you finish the look on something. So adding accessories really kind of gives an extra kind of taste of who you are, because that's essentially what style does. It's a visual representation of you and your personality. And I think you have to try and bring in your personality into your clothes. Um, You also have to be quite comfortable in them and feel confident. And that's what good style should give you is confidence and that will come out in the pictures and people will be able to sort of see that you are confident in what you're doing and in, in, in actual fact what you probably want to be in a position 
is that you're not even thinking about your clothes because you've nailed those and then you can actually just think about the photos and what it is that you're there to do and promote um, but definitely putting some thought into it is really important um, but yeah color finishing the look feeling comfortable um, working with a stylist if you're stuck uh, <laughs> you know are all things are all things to consider I would say yes and I know at least one of my clients has worked with you on her branding photos or her outfit for her branding photos and yeah. uh, and they look fantastic um, uh, too um, can we come on to website now and yep. obviously uh, I built your website which I guess is almost two years ago now I think it is yeah yeah and can you explain to people how you came to the decision to get a new website and indeed how you decided who you're going to use for that yep so I was working with um, a colleague my brother's friend actually so my brother my brother made my first website and then he sort of put me onto his friend who was also which was who was better at doing websites and he initially did quite a good job for me but he was sort of doing it alongside his main job um and it, it got to the point where I was sort of asking him to do stuff for me I'd had some ideas about stuff that I wanted to put on the website like being able to sell an ebook and um kind of you know I wanted to swap a few things around it didn't feel quite right to me it didn't feel like it was the right representation for my brand um I'd sort of outgrown it a bit I suppose mm. um and I just we were we just started lockdown and I was like actually if I'm going to put some time and energy into creating a new website now's the time to do it when I've actually got that time rather than running around after clients and actually doing my job because um, it does take a bit of time and effort to kind of you know, really think about what it is that you want and, you know, put all the content together and get all the photography sorted. I mean, it is a project in itself. Um, and, you know, my previous IT website guy just wasn't responding to me and he just wasn't, it was clear he just wasn't really in the position to be able to help me. So I sort of started thinking about sorting something else out. And actually, I think I... I thought of you pretty quickly because the thought of going to some big website development company just scared me a bit. And also I thought they would be absolutely extortionate and I just didn't want to kind of, you know, I wasn't in the market for spending thousands, thousands, thousands of pounds on my website. I just wanted a good, basic, clean, fundamentally well-working website. Um, and then I just sort of remembered about you. And then obviously I got in touch with you initially. I was like, oh, can you make the changes that I need? And you were like, you were so good. You were like, do you know what? Um, I don't really like touching other people's websites that they've built, which I completely understand. Because, you know, why would you want to sort of, you know, fix somebody else's mess? I suppose you don't know anything about the coding or whatever. And then, and then it slowly dawned on me that actually I should probably do a whole new website with you. And then it, we just... I made the decision and it happened, I think, pretty quickly, actually, from there on in, because I'd sort of got all the content, but we just needed to sort out the design and the functionality of it and stuff. And yeah, 
it was I think it, it was help. very smooth yeah I think it did happen very quickly because you were I mean you had so many amazing photographs to work with and and watch and and that website has been little touched in the last two years I know I was thinking this like when you invited me on this podcast I was like actually how good is that because you know fundamentally I don't think websites really last that long I think you I think you you probably need to think about giving something a bit of a touch-up or a refresh every few years at the very least um you know it's it's not it's it's like like my fourth website in five years um so I've obviously you know I've made changes as my business has grown and I've grown as a person and as as a stylist but it's still fundamentally an amazing website I'm still really happy with it I can't see how I've just added to it a bit haven't I over over the time not I've not done any changes to it but I think I think I strategically we made it very clean and we made it very um you know, there wasn't much for it to go out of date, if that makes sense. Um, so it's had the longevity and it, I, I think it's, it's doing really well. I get, I, get, I get quite a lot of business out of it. And mostly, actually, interestingly, I think people find me for colour analysis on there. Um, I've noticed that, that I've got, I get a lot of people saying, I found you on Google and they're, they're after colour analysis as a first sort of port of call. And then, so I must get found on Google with colour and London and Kent or however people are searching for me but you you must do and I would imagine as well and no we haven't looked at the stats but actually people finding you on something like Instagram and then actually looking at your website in terms of what you offer and equally as importantly what you charge um for that so people can see whether actually and where you are and and the areas that you work in so people can decide whether they want to work with you or not I think it's a very good conversion tool as much as attracting new people um, into your world I mean it's you you, like I see my Instagram and my website as two they've got to have the same look and feel they've got to have you know you can't have an amazing website um, an amazing Instagram and then you click on the website and it's dire I mean that would just put people off straight away and that's the thing I think you've got to have a website the website is so important like first impressions the same as with what you're wearing if somebody clicks onto your website and they don't like the look of it within five seconds I think they'll just be like I mean I know how I look at websites if they're old clunky I can't find the information if it's too much wording if there's complicated I'm just off you know you just don't spend the time because why would you you've got like you've got a whole load of other ones to scroll through so you've got to be it's got to grab the attention and it's got to be simple clear straightforward and I think that's essentially what my website does it's really interesting actually my my daughter said to me the other day oh we were just googling you at school mummy and we actually found your website because I've never I mean I'm sure I've she's seen my website before but she was like I've not seen your website before it's so slick I did not realize how good your website was that her and her mates were like all looking through my website but I mean you know if a 14 year old can appreciate it I think that's probably the biggest compliment isn't it because they're they're always a generation of kind of online people so yeah, absolutely. Um, and going back to your business, what you've been in business five years, you mentioned. Yeah, five years. What What would you say are some of the highlights of what you've done? What have you particularly enjoyed about your business? 
Um, I think really for me, it has been the, su the surprise of all the kind of amazing opportunities that have come my way, like things that I just never thought would happen to me at the start. And I think that's, you know, that I think that says a lot for how I felt at the start of this process. I just, I would look at other stylists and think, oh, if only that could happen to me, or if, if I could just get one client a week that'd be amazing um you know that I remember that being my first goal and I think just the growth and the the way that I've been able to kind of connect with people and how opportunity has come my way just through being me like I've I mean I don't get me wrong it is it is proper hard work like behind the scenes you know this anybody who runs their own business yes it looks amazing on Instagram but behind the scenes I mean I'm hours and hours and hours doing bits and pieces making it work prep like Sunday I was I wanted to answer a few emails because they crept up over the weekend and I was four hours later I've <laughs> finally done my emails do you know what I mean it's like and people don't see that side of it but um the hard work pays off when you get those opportunities you know so you know and 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 who knows when they're going to come through I just suddenly get an email or a dm or something with some from a brand or a company or a client or and they'll just be like oh are you around next Wednesday to style the prime minister's wife at 10 Downing Street uh okay oh my gosh that kind of thing you know so those are massive highlights this was a phone call that happened. Uh, it was literally like that. It was through, it was through my, my wardrobe, who are the kind of uh, clothing rental company that I work with, and that she rented all of her clothes for the G7. Um, but that's literally how it happened. Um, and the whole way through that process, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I'm about to go into 10 Downing Street. And even when I was in there, I was like, oh, my God, I'm here for focus focus you need to style the woman <laughs> it was one of those moments but yeah I mean it, it, I'm just I suppose I'm just really really proud of everything that I've achieved and how much it's grown and really how much I can change people's lives through what it is that I do that is really the ultimate reward it's all very fun and glamorous going to celebrities and stuff but you know that the reason I don't style celebrities on a regular basis because actually the reward is making people's giving people confidence and boosting their self-esteem who have come to you for help yeah I think that's very true we all feel so much better when we feel that we look great in what we're wearing and Absolutely. when we haven't spent two hours rifling through our wardrobe beforehand <laughs> thinking nothing fits me or nothing goes together which is exactly. the uh, the usual dilemma <laughs> brilliant that's been really helpful I've got a couple of quick fire questions if I may yeah. so um first of all I don't know whether you listen to other podcasts but um do you have a favorite podcast I do I love a podcast I, I'm so into them I think they're brilliant um can, I've got two can I 
Can cool. I mention too? Cool. So how, how to Fail by Elizabeth Day is one of my all-time favorites. I just think that's a brilliant concept and really helpful if you're starting a business because it's like actually failure is good. So that's a really, really good message. And I, I've loved all of the people coming on there and sharing their failures. Um, and also something I've recently got into is Stephen Bartlett, Diary of a CEO. Uh, amazing podcast love that as well just talks in my language so um you know when you need that boost when you need that kind of inspiration tapping into either one of those podcasts for me has just been super helpful they're they're two of my favorites actually as well um love listening to both of them and the fact that they're not just about business sometimes they do talk to business people but they're They're emotional yeah yeah life lessons and, and emotions is absolutely it's fantastic. And um, do you have a favourite business book? Um, so I was thinking about this, actually. And for me, I've read a book recently that I think has been really, really helpful. And it's, I don't think it's actually a business book. It's more of a kind of self-help book. But I think it all taps into the same thing, really. Um, and that is, it's called... Um, I think it's called Living Your, Being Your Authentic Self or something about authenticity by Martha Beck. I can't remember the exact title of it. But basically it's about listening to your truth and listening to your gut, even if that means that you might upset some people along the way or lose some friendships or, you know, there might be some sort of negative sort of stuff that happens through that because ultimately you will be a much more fulfilled and happier person and I think that's a lesson for life and it's also a lesson for business as well definitely and it ties back into what we were saying earlier on about your own marketing efforts as well totally yeah and finally um a piece of business advice especially for anybody just starting out um, I think really, I mean, just, just being yourself. I know we've talked about this and I know I've mentioned it a few times, but it is such a strong, it's such a strong thing to kind of have as your like guiding light when you're starting a business. I, I think being you and being present and being visible no matter what you do for your business will allow people to get to know you get to know your business and I just think you will find that people will you know you your vibe attracts your tribe really that's the the ultimate truth and I I think that you know I I'm always amazed at the people who contact me and then I've never met them before and I meet them and I'm like, you are my sort of person. You're the sort of person I would want to work with. Like you're the, you know, you're the perfect client for me. And I think it boils back down to having a consistent message in your marketing to attract the right people to you. Um, And off the back of that, I think being confident is really quite powerful in business and I I don't quite know 
at what point in my business life I suddenly became more confident. I think it happened over a period of time because I can't pinpoint it, but I definitely recognize that more has happened for me and my business has grown much more when I became more confident in what it is that I do. So being able to say, do you know what? I'm a personal stylist and I'm really good at what I do and not cringe um, is really powerful. And when I could say that, amazing things started to happen. Absolutely. I think that's a brilliant note to end on. That's been really, really helpful. Thank you, Fleur. We touched on lots of different things, but it's definitely the theme of this has definitely been about being yourself. So thank you for that. And finally, where can people find you? So, yeah, if you want to check out my Instagram, it's um, at Stylist Fleur. It's so quite easy. And then my beautiful website designed by Marie is www.finestyling.co.uk. And that's the name of my business, Fine Styling. Brilliant. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it. And see you next week.